0: This is Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 43, Tick, Tick, Boom. What you need to know about your nervous system. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello, and welcome to Messages from the Middle, a mental health podcast where we look at mental health through a holistic lens. We combine mental health, emotional, spiritual, and physical health, and show how they all work together to help you create the best version of you. In this episode, we will be looking at the nervous system. Doesn't that sound so exciting? I know, that's like a subject that everyone's like, woohoo, I wanna dig deep into the nervous system. But actually, it keeps coming up, it keeps showing up, and. Maybe you keep hearing about it as much as I have. And so I just wanted to learn a little bit more, get a good idea on a very basic level of how the nervous system is working and things that we can do to work with our nervous system when we are in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So let's kick things off. And... Let's talk about the basics. So the nervous system is our body's control center. It regulates our various physiological functions. It's divided into two main branches, the sympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for your fight or flight response. So some people experience a hyperactive nervous system. This is when the fight or flight response is overly engaged, which leads to heightened stress and anxiety. This seems to be the one that gets the most press. And it makes sense. I think most people can relate to or have experienced that feeling of needing to like stand up and fight or or run away. Or just that feeling of just some, an anxious feeling that there's just something wrong and you need to fix it, get away from it, run away from it, fight for it, fight it, whatever it is. It seems to show up the most, and we do hear about it most. We see it, you know, people have it in movies and TV shows and, and books. A nervous system response that we don't hear quite as much about is a hypoactive nervous system, which results in feelings of lethargy or sluggishness. This shows up as freezing or fawning. And I'll define freeze and fawn a little bit more in detail later in the podcast. So why might your nervous system be in overdrive or seem sluggish? There's various factors that contribute to this stressful life events, trauma, chronic illnesses, and even genetics will play a role in this. If you have experienced a violent traumatic event or there have been violent traumatic events in your life, the fight or flight response may be very prevalent in you. It may show up very easily without very much provocation. A fawning or freezing response may show up because of lack of stimulation. In these cases, a person may find themselves in a perpetual state of compliance, that's fawning, or immobilization, which is freezing. This understimulation results from various factors, which include chronic neglect, social isolation, or prolonged exposure to low-intensity stressors. So if you are in a relationship that isn't physically and outbursting violent, but maybe this person that you're in a relationship with, I'm going to use the word you guys, is a narcissist. So they're just putting a little bit more stress on you, a little bit of stress on you every single day. And it creeps up on you so slowly that you start to realize that you are fawning. You're just being very kind and nice and doing everything that you can to Make them feel happy or make them not, you know, mistreat you or say the mean things that they say or not coming home. A lot of relationships, the partner doesn't come home. They just stay out and do things and you just want them to come home. So it's a long-term exposure to maybe not like the outbreak type of stressors, but they still, it's still a stressor and you feel it every day in your life. I hope that clarifies that just a little bit. And it doesn't really matter how your dysregulation shows up, whether it's hyper or hypo, the nervous system needs to be shown a little bit of love. So if you find yourself with a hyperactive nervous system, there are ways to bring things back into balance. There are mindfulness practices such as meditation. There's something called mindfulness-based stress reduction mindfulness journaling practices. I got a journal a couple years ago that has mindfulness prompts every single day, and it was really peaceful and a very enjoyable practice to work on mindfulness journaling. Breath work and learning different breath work techniques, especially ones to help you to bring yourself back into regulation. The box breathing method is a really great one. You breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, out for four counts, hold for four counts, creating a box. There's also a breathing technique that I have called the elevator. I'm sure it has another name, but you breathe in for five and out for seven or eight. So your exhale is actually longer than your inhale there's also progressive muscle relaxation. Those can be done through a guided meditation that takes you through your body and helps you to relax each muscle group, starting from your feet and working up to your head. Any bilateral movement, such as tossing a ball back and forth in your hands is helpful. Tapping is very helpful in getting yourself out of your dysregulated place. On the flip side, if you find yourself as a person with a hypoactive nervous system, incorporate activities to stimulate the senses. For example, movement and exercise. Engage in gentle exercise like yoga, Tai Chi, Pilates, or walking. These activities not only activate the body, but also promote mindfulness, which helps connect reconnect the bodily sensations. Sensory stimulation. Explore activities that engage the senses, such as listening to soothing music, enjoying aromatherapy, or incorporating different textures into your environment. These sensory experiences can help awaken a dormant nervous system. And mindfulness practices. Incorporate mindfulness meditation to bring attention to the present moment. Mindful breathing exercises and body scans can be particularly effective in reestablishing a connection with your bodily sensations and promoting a sense of calm. Then there's your social connection. Foster positive social interactions and connection. Engage in supportive relationships, which can provide a sense of safety and help alleviate feelings of isolation that often accompany an understimulated nervous system. Try gradual exposure, introduce new and positive stimuli gradually, whether it's trying new activities, exploring new environments, or meeting new people, take small steps that can prevent something from being overwhelming, but also each of these gradual steps, make sure they're just a little bit uncomfortable because there's no growth in comfort your nutrition and hydration, a balanced diet with nutrients that support the nervous system are great, and hydration, which is always crucial for for overall well-being. And establish a good routine. Create structure daily to a routine that can provide a sense of predictability and offer gentle rhythms that the nervous system can adapt to over time. And very importantly, practice self-compassion and patience and understand that the process of revitalizing an understimulated nervous system is gradual and it's essential to be kind to yourself throughout this process. Okay, so I said that I would talk a little bit more about what fawning is and what freezing is. I feel like we're pretty aware of fight or flight. However, I want to throw in here just a little personal I was speaking with one of my life coaches that I've worked with in the past and I was telling her about something that had happened, an experience I'd had like the night before and what my reaction was and was just talking about it. And she's like, you know, I'm concerned about this and that, but she's like, but I'm, what I really want to talk about is how you are doing both fight and flight at the same time. And she brought that to my attention really for the first time. I did not realize that that's what I was doing. When things would get, when I would be dysregulated, when circumstances around me brought that out in me, I would do some form of yell, scream, insult, and then run away. And it had not occurred to me that I was in a trauma response, that I was using, my nervous system was dysregulated and I was in a trauma response. I just remember thinking, I'm not a good mom because I'm not reacting the way that a good person should. So I just want to point that little bit out to you because you may have had those thoughts before. I'm not a good person. I'm not able to control my reactions. Why do I do these things when I know better? And I just want to offer to you that in many cases, when you are dysregulated, it is not a personality flaw. It is not a self-control flaw. It is a nervous system, dysregulation, and there are things that you can do to heal and to work with your nervous system. All right. So let's talk about fawning. Fawning describes a coping mechanism where individuals in response to a perceived threat or conflict seek to appease or please others to ensure safety Or to avoid confrontation this behavior may involve excessive compliance people pleasing and an inclination inclination to prioritize others needs over one's own fawning is often associated with a desire to maintain a sense of connection and security in social situations if you are a compulsive people pleaser if you are always putting other people's needs ahead of your own if you do not share your thoughts and your feelings when they need to be expressed to somebody else for fear of upsetting them you are more than likely in a fawning state of nervous system dysregulation and then we have freezing freezing is again when a person experiences perceived threat or danger they freeze in response it's characterized by a state of immobility or that deer in the headlights reaction so instead of fighting or fleeing the person will become temporarily paralyzed both physically and mentally as it's a response to that overwhelming stress during a freeze response the body may undergo physiological changes so the heart rate may go up and you may have muscle tension, and you're preparing for potential action, but the individual, the person, remains immobile as a result of feeling overwhelmed or unable to determine a clear course of action. This response is thought to be an evolutionary survival mechanism. It allows a person to assess the situation and avoid detection by a predator. In psychological terms, freezing is associated with feelings of powerlessness shock or disassociation and it's important to note that the freeze response is natural and adaptive it's a natural and adaptive response to acute stress but when it becomes persistent or chronic it has implications for your mental health and well-being so fawning and freezing can both happen as a result of violent trauma chronic stress, things like that. It doesn't always have to be just like a very slow burn. It can be a reaction to something big that happened. To me, freeze feels like the line from Frozen, conceal, don't feel. And fawning just shows up as really extreme people pleasing as a way to avoid any confrontation or any extra stress in your life. They're both very avoidant. If I can just make everything better, happy, shiny, magical, then no more bad things can happen to me. And if I can make myself invisible, if no one notices me, if I don't exist, then more bad things can't happen. And there's one last thing that I wanted to talk about in relation to working with your nervous system. I wanna touch on the polyvagal theory. This was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges. I hope I said that right. And the theory emphasizes the role of the vagus nerve, which is this big giant nerve. Look it up. I could explain it to you and where it runs, but you know, Google it if you really wanna see where this nerve is. But it runs through the whole body, this vagus nerve, and it regulates our social engagement and our stress responses. So understanding the polyvagal theory can provide profound insights into your nervous system and its function. So by integrating the polyvagal theory into your healing journey, it can help you have better insight and understanding and better techniques of managing your nervous system. I am being very vague on the polyvagal theory today because I feel like it warrants a podcast of its own. But if you are right now interested and need to know, then, you know, do a Google search, look it up. I'm sure there's some TED Talks, lots of different things that talk about the polyvagal theory. But I just want to mention that here so that you're aware that there is this polyvagal theory system that has been used effectively to heal and help manage a dysregulated nervous system. This is one of those times when I think learning the science of something is really helpful. When understanding that it is just science. It's just science that's creating these chemical reactions in your body. These electrical reactions in your body helps you to get a little bit more self-compassion and understanding and also knowing that science can help you to heal your nervous system. For what it's worth i think that can help you navigate your life just a little bit more effectively and compassionately take some of these insights apply them in your life pick one pick two start with awareness start with consciousness and see where it takes you thank you so much for joining me today on messages from the middle if you found this episode informational then I would love it if you could subscribe and, you know, maybe leave a review and possibly share it with your friends and your family. Once again, I want to thank you for spending this time with me each week. I really appreciate it so much. This podcast is a labor of love. It's something that I have felt very passionately about to talk about mental health, and I want to remind you that you matter and you are loved no matter who you are or where you are in your story. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends but seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much, and see you next time.